This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be People get caught up in short-term thinking, you know? People just, people are confused by abundance. People think that they're, they need to take something that somebody else is gonna get without realizing there's so much for everybody to eat. Tonight, America's gonna throw out more food we could, it, than, we, we, literally, the food that America throws out tonight could feed so many parts of the world. We just don't think, we think of things in silos. There's so much more to go around and everybody's grabbing because they think like that's the only, like it's all around us and I just watch it and I'm like, I never think that somebody's victory is at my expense. If I was a rapper, like literally, if you know, whoever has the biggest song in the world right now, I would never think, oh my God, that dude or that woman is getting all the listens. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? That's how people act, right? That's how people act. Like, like, you know, just talking about current hip hop, like I don't, I would hope that the pe- Nicki Minaj or the people around her don't sit there and say, well, Cardi B's taken our listens. I understand it's an easy, lazy thing to say if you're not thoughtful. If Nicki Minaj puts out a fucking fire track right now, people are gonna listen. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's abundance. Especially now the music is free. There's abundance. But that's the confusion in the system, you know? And so, people need a calibration of understanding how much food there is to eat, and I think everybody needs more empathy. To me, that's so stuck in my, right here, right now. You sign with a new label, you're gonna be a different version of yourself than if it's the third label, third you know, album with a label, because you may, for your own ambition and skill set, want to prove something, or or start off it the right way, or so there's so much context in every interaction, in every transaction. That's what I spend all my time on. Empathy. It's rare. I think so, but it's also why I think I have rare results. Basically, it's a very basic business thing. If you can survive doing it the way that nobody else is doing it, if you have the ability, and this is what I have, to sell it to keep you alive, to give you leverage, to then be able to afford the thing that everybody else does, you win. That's the story of Vayner. We could stay alive in 2009, 10, 11, 12 doing social media when nobody wanted to buy it. Biggest companies in the world, like I got 5,000 a month for you for fucking four full-time staff to do social media full rack. But I could stay alive and then it became the market and I mean, so how we're gonna build the biggest media property. We're gonna build the biggest media agency on the back of doing all the stuff right and then we're gonna buy a television shop. Mm-hmm. Commodity, that's where the dollars are now but as that goes like this, that will all die even though it's even to the spend on let's say Facebook and Google but I'll be able to buy it because the infrastructure costs are gonna collapse it. Toys R Us does plenty of revenue. It's out of business. Yeah. Like, you know, plenty of people make a million dollars a year, they just spend 1.1 million. Antoine Walker made a hundred million dollars. You know, it doesn't matter how much you make, <laughs> it matters what you spend, <laughs> you know? So, I spend a lot of time thinking that way. <laughs> it's how I think about attention, by the way. It's how I think about making things successful. You know, what are you gonna spend your, t- this. This, for me, is a bad use of my short-term time, what they're paying me for this one pilot episode over three days, is a bad use of my time in the three-day period. But if it pops, yeah. it's gonna hit an audience. You know, I'm gonna win the internet. 
Like it's, you know, over the last 15 months, you guys know, like, and in the next three years, there'll be even more, I'm gonna win. Right. But there's still, at least for now, you know, 49 year old Karen, you know, I'm not gonna get to her the way I'm gonna get as being like a star of show. Right. That's so real. So it's just trying to figure out the right pieces. I get it. Anything I can help you guys with? You know, obviously I'm aware about yeah, your, I yeah. Wanted, I wanna ask like, uh, rapping or personality or try to Bo Jackson and do both? I think Bo Jackson. Yeah. I'll tell you why. You can always do the other. You can always default into picking one or the other. But if you can do Bo Jackson creatively and like filling your soul, like to me, to make a binary decision that now I'm gonna just play on my, my you know, you have these abilities. Listen, that's what I'm doing. I'm, all, I'm doing all sorts of shit because if I can, you know, what, the reason I wouldn't do this show is if I felt like last year proved to me that I wasn't capable. But that didn't happen. I feel like I am capable. I work a lot, which allows me to kind of like close the gaps on doing things. Um, I also know what this means to our business, you know. So, you know, to me, you know, here's how I think about music and I really wish I had that skill set in today's environment of distribution. The fact that I could get inspired, go into the fucking studio, break off a song and literally just drop it on SoundCloud or Spotify and use my own social to build awareness and if it's real and if it's like got like literally somebody who builds awareness and has some social and has the ability to produce a song and nobody's in charge of your distribution or your marketing and then you let the music speak for itself is remarkable. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm 42. When I think about like going and getting signed by a label, producing an album, the marketing, the Virgin fucking megastore selling your shit, MTV or BT having to give you love yeah. or Z100, like all that's gone. The middle's dead. Yeah. You your audience, SoundCloud, Spotify, upload for fucking free, let's go. Are you fucking kidding me? So you could be personality, you could be... I, neg- think I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm pulling my fan base in too many different directions. Like when Disagree. I Twitch, nope. every day they say, why aren't you Nope, Where's your nope, problem? nope, yeah. nope. Brand is your brand. Nope, yeah. disagree. I get it, because your fucking music's fire and they want more music. Yeah. But the fact that they even took the time to go on Twitch and tell you that, is already, never worry about people that are talking to you. Worry about the people that stop talking to you. My dad used to get super like bent out of shape when we got a complaint. I'm like, dad, I love complaints. You know what, perfect. I wanna hear everything. Cause when I'm not hearing it, I'm not in control. When somebody came to Wine Library back in the day and didn't have a good experience, like me, I'm dangerous as a customer. I go to a restaurant, if the waiter sh- fucking punches me in the face, I won't say a word. I don't know how to complain. But I just will never go back. Like the waiter punched me. <laughs> I would like like suck my bloody lip, eat my food, leave, not talk to the manager, not make a scene. Not If you look at all, I don't know how many tweets I have, not one complaint. You know how many times I've had shitty experience? Not fuck you Delta, not fucking this, nothing. I don't have it in me. It's not how I was raised, right? What I do is I choose not to go back, right? To me, if somebody's saying they're mad at me, it means they cared means they're still in the circle, means I can learn from it. To me, it's the people who just unfollow and never said anything about it. Got it? So, you know, like to me, when you're getting that feedback, it's only showing love to a skill you have and they just want to be fed some more. But I don't think that's the reason to stop doing something. I think that's the reason to do all of it. And you think the jack of all trades, master of none is Is a farce. Wow. Yes, I do. I think a lot of these sayings 
are from times that don't exist anymore. For example, fake it till you make it. Can't fake it till you make it anymore because while you're faking it, it's your public domain. Like you can't come, if you're gonna come out and say you're a 22 year old life coach, like that's, you can't fake it like you used to. Everything's being documented, everything's being watched. No, I don't think so, man. I think a lot of people are multidimensional. I also think you're in a funny business. If you're in the music business, you're one at bat away from everything. You're one song away every day of your life. And that's why it's so hard to walk away from. You can't, brother. Why do you think I'm talking to you? <laughs> you can't walk away from a game that literally one fucking song in your back. It's acting too. John Travolta was dead for 16 years. And then Pulp Fiction, my man. So fuck that. You can never give up on music. You're one fucking song away. If Ninja's listening to your shit while he's playing Fortnite right now, like that's more listens than fucking iHeartRadio's gonna give you. People are confused, man. People are fucking confused. This is MTV 1984. People are confused. The biggest bands in the world didn't make music videos because they thought it was giving away free music. They didn't get it. They were thinking short term. Sticks didn't make music videos. They were one of the biggest bands in the world because they thought it was free music. Fuck you, this new thing, MTV. We're not gonna fucking make music. You're gonna play it. Our people have to go to the record store and buy our shit until nobody knew who the fuck they were because Duran Duran and Van Halen and fucking and Twisted Sister were playing on fucking loop and then they became the biggest bands. Exposure. Listens. Some kid who's got fucking two million people watching them play Fortnite, playing your track while they're playing, is a hell of a lot more than Z1 fucking hundred. They can't. All these conventions, hanging out with the top. Yep. I made PUBG. Yep. That's my home. I met him drinking Irish dude to start drinking. That's the Fortnite equity, right? Yeah. Wife, like. And he was like, "Yo." You know how I do it. He was like, China. But my label, I'm like, "Yo, we need to get our music in this guy's game." And my label was like, "We don't give away music." I'm like, "This guy's game is gonna be." and no one believed me, and I'm hanging out with all these streamers, and I'm like, yo, they wanna be able to play our shit, you just have to watch That's how I think about media, you know? That's all I think about with media. Overpriced, underpriced. They think courting fucking Pitchfork is like, like, I don't give a fuck about anything. (laughs) Like, any established thing doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have the leverage. Its leverage is overrated. Its leverage is overrated. Whatever the establishment is, overrated. I don't know, what's to say? Yeah, no. They don't want us too late. But it's great now that Twitch is the thing, but you know, for me, I've been doing it for two years, and people are like, what is this video game? I won't say his name, but a famous rapper who was managing a friend of mine, he's a friend of mine, flew me like, how much should we charge Twitch a year ago? I'm like, you don't charge Twitch. I'm like, they want us to stream on their thing. I'm like, you should do it because yeah. Amazon just bought them for $980 million. Right. They're like, what? And I'm like, how do you not know this? And they flew me in to like tell them, educate them about Twitch, but they still didn't jump on it. But now Drake did it and it's like. Of course. And I was like, yeah. It always is gonna be a moment. Snapchat until, you know, Khaled do it. Yeah. Twitter before Ashton Kutcher jumped on it. It's all the same fucking game. We know it's happening. But the, but the culture and the mainstream need that moment. And I just spend all my time trying to be at that moment beforehand, so when the moment happens, to me it's just so much underpriced attention. You go and DM 55 influencers on Instagram with two million followers and ask them to just put a minute of your music in whatever video they're using, it's just more exposure than Z100. I don't know what else to tell you. It's nothing personal. You know, like it's nothing, it's, you know, sorry. Like, I don't know, like, 
Would you rather be a Netflix hit show now or you know, a Bravo hit show? Netflix, five years ago, Bravo. 10 years before that, CBS. 50 years before that, fucking radio channel XYZ. Before that, drawn in a cave. Like shit changes. <laughs> right? Like I don't know, like that number one drawer. <laughs> caveman, caveman John, his shit is fly. <laughs> right? Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. The podcast has been exploding. So many of you are new. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And please, 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 you know, if I bring you any value, it would just mean the world to me if you passed it on. Like screenshooting your screen right now and posting it on Instagram stories or on a tweet or on LinkedIn. I'm just so desperate for the explosion of the podcast because I bring it brings so much value and and if you can do anything, so many of you, like literally 10,000 DMs and emails a week, what can I do for you? I'm not looking for anything. You don't need to buy the sneakers. You don't need to buy the, the, the books. You don't need to do anything. But passing on my content just means the world to me. So please do if you think it's worth it.